0: Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people, and the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Hey everyone, welcome to the conclusion of our Fellowship of the Believers series. If you're just, if you haven't been with us for the last couple of weeks, we've been doing this series, and the hope is that uh, we can reflect the, this early believers and the fellowship of of the believers that we see in Acts 2:42 through 47 that we could reflect that here in this ministry, but also in our own personal lives. And so the first week we covered the devotion that we witnessed in this fellowship of believers, where they were devoted to the apostles' teaching, which is the scriptures, they were devoted to the community, they were devoted to sharing a meal together, and they were devoted to prayer, knowing that they couldn't do all these things together in perfect unity without the power of the Holy Spirit. And then last week, we, we focused on the generosity that we witness in this fellowship of believers. And we talked about what's behind the heart of generosity and how it honors God. It draws me closer to God, it makes me more like Jesus, and then it demonstrates our faith and trust in God in a tangible way. And so this brings us to tonight as we continue down the passage of Acts 2, 42 through 47, then to conclude this series. And so tonight we're gonna look at the discipline that we see happening in this fellowship of believers, and before we jump right in though, I just want to open up this this time inviting God into this time of prayer so God, we we just ask for your holy Spirit, God, to move in this room god it 's heavy on my heart that I think you 're going to do something pretty amazing tonight. God, I think that there might be people here, Lord that that are just going to find a freedom that they long for in you and so with that god i just ask that the words spoken tonight are not mine but are yours and anything that is not of you god that it would just be dismissed and forgotten but god we pray that that what we hear if it's your truth and it matches to your scriptures that we would more than just hear god that we would apply it to our lives it's in the powerful name we pray amen and so we talked about devotion generosity and discipline and i feel like the timing of this message on discipline is it's pretty relevant i mean we're about a month away from um new year's resolutions and goals this is the time of the year when gyms start emptying out again there's a little bit more space um but it could be you know where we start recognizing some of the desires and goals we have are a little bit more work than we anticipated, and some of us are, might be growing a little bit weary or discouraged. And if that's you tonight, I hope that you can see tonight as kind of being a pep talk, like, like a, "Come on, you can keep doing this," and, and just what we could find some discipline to keep going. And so jumping back into the passage we're studying, we're going to take a quick look at Acts 2:46 through 47. It says, every day, my stress, every day, they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And so I'll say it's, it's impressive all the things that, you know, that we've talked about in the last two weeks that you see happening in this fellowship of believers, the way that they were devoted, their generosity and all that. But I think what's even more impressive is that they didn't just kind of do these things that one and done and, and we're all good. They did this stuff on a regular basis. It says every day, that is impressive. They were disciplined, which is what we're gonna be focusing on in tonight. And so I wanna ask you guys, and I realize this is a pretty rhetorical question, um, but have you ever had the thought where you just wish that you can be where you aspire to be, like? in an instant, or to have what you want most in your life just in an instant. And again, it's it's like, well, duh, obviously we all wish that we can be where we wanna be and be who we wanna be right in that instant. Like, you know, maybe some of you would be graduated. If that were the case, you'd be married, you'd be in a career, you'd have a home that you bought. You would have kids if you're brave. You would, um, (laughs) yeah, you would have Rock-hard abs, I had to throw that one there because every, every year, just a little side note, um, every year my wife asks me like, what my resolution is going to be. And here's the thing, if, if I didn't receive or reach my goal or objective the year before, it just gets carried over into the next year. You guys, it's been 20 years. <laughs> I have not found my six-pack in 20 years. It is hard growing up, (laughs) getting older. That's a side note. So I believe this is gonna be the year. I don't know why, but I think maybe tonight's message is gonna inspire me. Um, But more on a serious note, if some of you maybe were thinking more spiritually, you aspire to have rock hard faith. You see what I did there? Yeah, rock hard faith that when tested is unwavering, much like we see happening in this fellowship of believers. And so just imagine again doing all these incredible things that, that we've been talking about this last couple weeks. And so I feel bad for some of you that haven't been here for the last couple weeks. And so for that, I'm gonna actually give you guys an idea by going through the whole passage. This and just remember, this is called in the Bible, I don't know if your Bible's like mine, it actually titled The Fellowship of the Believers. And that's under and then underneath it is Acts two forty two through forty seven. And so this is what it looks like to be a fellowship of believers. We're going to read it again together. It says, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teachings and to the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. So yeah, that's everything I want to be. And that's, you know, to have that in my own life, but also in this ministry here, that we could be devoted in all these things and in, in reading scriptures and sharing meals and prayer and in the community that we have here And to be generous, to be thoughtful, and thinking of how could I be a blessing to others. Those are all things that I aspire in my own personal life, but also that I aspire for this ministry and this group here for each of you guys as well. But the reality is, like everything else in our life, it doesn't just happen on its own. It requires discipline. And let's face it, discipline is painful. But it's also painful experiencing the consequences of not being disciplined as well. The disappointment or shame that you might feel towards yourself. And so no matter what, you're gonna experience pain in your life. And some of you are thinking like, this is a great pep talk, Mark. Like, thanks for the encouragement. But I'm just being real with you guys. And Jesus says as much in John 16:33, He says, here on earth, you will have many trials and sorrows. All right, so we're going to experience pain no matter what. And some pain is outside of our control, but some pain is within our control, meaning you will have a choice of one type of pain over the other. You can choose the pain of studying for an exam, or you could choose the pain of having to retake a class. You can choose the pain of obeying your parents today or the pain of the consequences tomorrow. And that one's for my kids who someday might watch this um, just so they remember that. But you can choose the pain of living within your means financially today or you can choose the pain of building a mountain of debt tomorrow. You can choose the path of living or choose the pain of living a disciplined life as a follower in Christ today or you can choose the pain of not walking faithfully with Jesus and having a distant relationship with him. And so for tonight, I want to share uh, kind of the working definition of discipline that I borrowed from Pastor Craig Grishel. Uh But the, the definition of discipline that he gives is choosing between what you want now and what you want most. I'll give you guys a chance to write that down because that's a pretty wise little nugget there for, for discipline. So, between just choosing between what you want now and what you want most. For example, maybe some of you, what you want most is to be wise and to gain insight and wisdom from my talk tonight. But what you, no, that's, that's, no, that's the future. So you gain wisdom and knowledge, that might be something that you want most. But what you want now is to actually go to sleep during my whole talk, right? No, just, but um, in a sense though, you're choosing the pain of now or you're choosing the pain of most. And if you struggle with discipline tonight, I hope you know that you're not alone, that I think all of us to some varying degree struggle with discipline. And so hopefully again tonight, I want to give you some encouragement. I want to introduce you to a man named Paul in the Bible who also struggled with discipline. And let's, let's see if we can relate to his thoughts that he shares with us in Romans seven, fifteen. Um, he says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God. The answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Can any of you relate with this? Yes. Like what I want to do, I oftentimes don't do it. What I don't want to do, that's what I tend to do a lot of the times. And the answer is not going to be me trying harder or being better or being stronger. The answer is in Christ. With the help of Christ, I can choose what I want most, over what I want now and this is discipline and I believe this is the kind of discipline that we might witness in these early this early fellowship of believers as they continued to meet every day to grow in their faith because they chose what they wanted most which was probably to grow stronger in their faith in Christ over what they wanted now which I imagine at that time could have been just the different uh, sin that was going on in the world at that time or if you think about it, uh, I mentioned last week how these were all, there were people from all over the world that were coming to Jerusalem to celebrate the, the Pentecost and to give their offering. And so they were not planning on sticking around there for a long time. But after they became Christians, they felt like they wanted, again, what they wanted most was to grow strong in their faith before they went back to this, their hometowns where they knew they were going to be persecuted. But I can imagine what many of them wanted now in that moment was to be in the comforts of their own home, to be in their own bed and not depending on strangers. And so they were choosing what they wanted most, which was to grow stronger in their faith over what they wanted now, which could have been either choosing a life of sin like the rest of the world or choosing to just be home in the comforts of their own home. On our own, we are prone over time to make wrong choices. But with the help and the power of Christ, he can enable us to choose not what we want now, but what we want most. And I love how we get a little visual of Paul's journey of learning discipline in the New Testament. He likens it to running a race. In 1 Corinthians nine twenty-four through 25, he says, don't you realize that in a race, everyone runs, but only one person gets the prize. So run to win. In other words, when you're running, you're not running for second place. You're running to win. And then it continues. All athletes are disciplined in their training. They do it to win a prize that will fade away, but we do it for an eternal prize. So if you're going to win, what do you need to do? You need to choose what you want most over what you want now. Some of you might think, what I want most is to be in tip-top shape, what I want now is to sleep in and eat pizza all day long, right? Amen. <laughs> you choose what you want most over what you want now. We're disciplined in our training. We're doing it to honor and glorify the one who paid it all for us. And I believe this is what motivated this early fellowship of believers to be disciplined in this Acts passage that we read. And so what? what why are we talking about discipline tonight? because my hope and my prayer for this talk and really every talk that we do here at Unite is not that we just gain insight and knowledge but that we can apply some of the truths that we learn and actually move to a place of transformation in our lives and for some of you because of what we're talking about tonight because of this time in the presence of God what God might be wanting to speak tonight could it could virtually change the trajectory of your life. That there's this moment that I believe that God wants to speak to you. His heart and his desires for you and your future. And I believe that he's going to bring a truth to you guys tonight that again can literally change the trajectory of your whole life. And so I have two application questions tonight that I want to present to you and and you don't need to answer these out loud just think to yourself but the first question is what do you want most in your life what do you want most for some of you might think it's time to take Christ seriously I want to get close to God for some of you might think it is it's time to get in better shape where you're like maybe I'm gonna stop drinking and lose 20 pounds or something like that some of you might be saying I I I want to pay off my credit cards, I want to you know be done with my student debt and take care of that. Whatever it is, you name what you want most and be careful because if you're anything like me as you start thinking of these things, you're starting to think, oh there's a lot of things I want, like I want to be a better leader, I want to be you know debt free, I want to be in shape, all these and it can just keep going on. So just choose one, choose what you want most and when you do that it becomes easier if you can find victory and discipline in one area to with the help of the Holy Spirit then you start finding victory and discipline in other areas of your life as well and so if you're taking notes write it down what do you want most the second application question what do you need to choose now to achieve what you want most and you guys are disciplined, you guys are smart. I'm sure you can figure this out. If you say you want most to be close to God, what do you need to choose to now to achieve this? Spend time with him in his word. Talk with him in your prayers. Be connected, invested in, in a fellowship of community like this where people can encourage you and, and challenge you along the way. Again, you might think you wanna be in better shape. What are you gonna do? Most likely you're gonna get a gym membership, maybe even get a trainer or, or buy some type of workout thing at home. And you're gonna get advice about your, your diet because 90% of it is about your diet and you're gonna apply it. Why? Because you don't wanna settle, you, you want what you, you're looking for what you want most and not what you want now. You're gonna choose what you want most I want to get out of debt what are you gonna do well it just so happens that our church is actually offering a Dave Ramsey financial peace course every Wednesday um, called yeah that you know for two months one night a week could change your life forever and some of you might be thinking yeah well it might cost money yeah it it's gonna require work yeah it might be hard yep choose your pain Some of you might struggle with mental health. You might think like, well, counseling is expensive. Yeah. It might be hard. Yeah. It might be awkward. Yep. But again, choose your pain. You can choose the pain of discipline or you will experience the pain of regret. So again, these two questions are, what do I want most? And what what do I need or what do you need to choose now to achieve what you want? most. And continuing with Paul as he's guiding us through this principle of discipline, using the analogy of race, let's look at 1 Corinthians 9, 26 through 27. He says, so I run with purpose in every step. I'm not just shadow boxing. I discipline my body like an athlete, training it to do what it should. And I love the part where he says he he runs with purpose in every step that Is discipline that is intentionality and some of you might be thinking tonight that this message is for people that are naturally disciplined can I just tell you right now that that's a fallacy? there's no such thing as people that are just naturally disciplined because if it came naturally we wouldn't need discipline to do it but again going back to what Paul says we tend there's some there's something polar opposite inside of us where it's like we want something but we tend to do the opposite of it we tend to do the things that we don't want to do, and the things that we want to do, those are things that we don't do. And that's why tonight's message is really for all of us, this idea of discipline. I know I told you guys a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about devotion that I was devoted to working out, um, but can I be honest with you? I actually don't thoroughly love or enjoy working out. No offense, Tracy. I know Tracy's hurt because I work out at Tracy's gym every mo- well, not every morning, but three, three mornings in a week. But just being honest with you guys, and it's no offense, I do love being with Tracy and hanging out with the guys there, but there's just some mornings, and Tracy could probably relate to this, that that bed feels just extra comfortable. It feels extra warm, especially in a winter. And you're just like, I don't really want to go today. And that, that happens probably more times than not, that I feel that way. But then I start thinking like, okay, so if I sleep in this extra hour, how am I going to feel after that? And the answer is, not good. Like I just feel, groggy the rest of the day. I feel kind of just disappointed in myself that I I failed myself by not being more disciplined and so that's not a good feeling. So then I ask myself okay if I'm not gonna feel good getting out of bed and going but I'm not gonna feel good staying in bed and not going I might as well choose the not so good feeling doing what I want most which is to be in shape you know. And so again it's about choosing your pain and taking every step with purpose. There's a psychologist who gives some imagery about what we're we're talking about tonight. She says, imagine that you're walking out your front door and what you want is a beautiful front yard. What you want most is a beautiful yard. But to get down to the street, you have to take the, the little walkway and then go down the long driveway and then eventually get to the sidewalk. It's a little bit longer path, but again, you want a beautiful front yard. The problem is, is when you come out some mornings, you might look and see you you want a beautiful yard, but the shortest distance between you and your destination is actually to cut across that yard. And so you're thinking like, it's not really going to be that big of a deal if one time, if I just walk across the yard here. And so you do it and it's not that big of a deal. It didn't really do anything. And so you walk across the yard. The next morning you open the front door and now you have this thought of like, I probably shouldn't do that again, but I did it yesterday and I didn't see anything happen from it. And it was fun. And why is it fun? Because when you travel down the wrong path, There's something chemically that happens in your brain. It's called dopamine is released. And it's basically a legal high that you get. And so naturally, now you're like, okay, that was fun. And so the next day comes and you're like, I'm going to do it again because I'm not seeing anything happen from, from doing this. And over time, you keep going down this path. And you wanted a beautiful yard, but now you don't have it because it's going over and over again, you've now created this trail going across the yard. As followers of Christ, we're going to be disciplined. We're gonna choose what we want most over what we want now. And so what we do when we walk out the front door, we, we think I want a nice yard. Like that's, that's what I want most. And so with purpose in every step, training our bodies to be disciplined. We're gonna take the longer way down the sidewalk, down the driveway, and we will achieve what we want most. This may take a little bit longer, more time-consuming, but again it's worth it when we are achieving what we want most over what we want now. And so let's play this out a little bit. We'll use finance for example. Imagine you're now walking out that front door and you see a boat in front of you and you're like, I want that boat. And the shortest distance between me and that boat is debt. And so that's the path that I need to, to get that boat instantly. But before you take that step on that, that path, you realize there's something that you want more and that you want most. And that's to be to have no obligation of debt, to be debt free and to have the freedom to be able to help others and to be generous to others like we talked about last week. And so because of that, you're gonna to choose to be disciplined and to take this other way. And there's something that's important that I, that I left out here. Um, so what happens when we keep going down that path, um, it's what psychologists would say, you create a new neural pathway where every time you step out your front door it just becomes default, like this is the path that I take. It doesn't even feel like an option anymore. It's just like, um, this is the path I'm gonna take. If you do it enough, it be- you start actually changing this, the path, the neural pathways in your, mi- in your mind. And so it could also, that, so that could be a very negative thing or it could be a very positive thing. If you choose to be disciplined and take this way, you're also creating a neural pathway that says, this is by default, this is what I do. Every time I open up my front door, I take the longer, a little bit slower route, more time consumed, but it leads me to what I want most over what I want now. And so when you start learning this, it it works for every area of your life. Creating new neural pathways that are formed through discipline so that every time you walk out your front door, it will be, nope, I don't take that path. That's easier or faster. I go this way because I'm fighting for what I want most over what I want now. So, I want to share with you guys tonight um, something I, I really I realize I don't really share this with a lot of people, and there's a reason for that. It's part of it's because there's there's probably some deep down shame that's wrapped up in it, and it's I'd say it's embarrassing. It's not something that people typically just like. Yeah, this is you know, what I struggle with. Um, But I felt God putting on my heart, because it wasn't even in my original uh, message, but I felt God putting on my heart, just looking at the size of this room, I imagine uh, it might resonate with a good number of you. Um, But for a good portion of my life, I struggled with pornography. Uh, Probably like early, I mean, probably even before I was 10 years old in some forms, Um, And so what happened was when I met my wife, you know, I had this idea of what I wanted most. I wanted this God-honoring marriage. I wanted to honor my wife, and I wanted to honor God. So I walked out the front door, and I'm thinking that's what I want most is to honor my wife and to honor God. The problem is that because of bad habits and and what I struggled with in those earlier years, I created this neural pathway that by default, I just went to, you know, whatever I wanted to, the lust or satisfaction, you know, like it was just selfishness. And it nearly destroyed my marriage. Um, and yeah, it was, it was a very hard, shameful time Of my life and I felt trapped which I imagine many of you feel trapped if you struggle with this Um, but God uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit I started finding victory and discipline in this but not only that but with with counseling in our marriage Um, and I also was a part of a program that specialized in this as well and so what happened was I started creating new neural pathways so that when I'd step out that front door, it became like my default is now. Like I just take the slow, slower route that's disciplined, that, that is respectful, and that is meaningful because I, I am aiming for what I want most, which is a God-honoring marriage and to be honoring to God. And it's as if this is not even an option to me anymore. And I I don't say that to brag. I say that to give maybe some of you people hope that if you're struggling with this, that there is freedom from that addiction. But it takes work, it takes discipline. It takes a matter of choosing what you want most over what you want now. And so with purpose in every step I take, I'm always thinking what I want most, and and I I not only stay away from the yard, like I I try to distance myself as far as I possibly can. I have to set up boundaries knowing, like, I can't put myself in situations that would even be remotely tempting. Um, But I do promise you that it gets continually easier and easier. The more you say yes to what you want most, it becomes almost like a natural default where you're not even almost thinking about it anymore. Just this is what I do. So I want to conclude with this, going back to the fellowship of believers, which we read, which when we read in this passage, it gives such a great path option that we can take if we want to grow deeper in our faith as they did. But I want to go real quick to the passage right before the fellowship of believer passage. It's Acts 2.40. And this is Peter. He's again, he's sharing with all these Jewish people that came from all over the world, he's sharing the gospel and but then there's part where he starts to give them warning and it says in Acts two forty, he says with many other words he warned them and he pleaded with them save yourselves from this corrupt generation those who accepted his message were baptized and about 3,000 were added to their number that day it's possible that Peter here was helping these early brand new believers to have a vision of what it was that they wanted most. And it was to be different from the corrupt generation that was around them. And some of you might hear me say this a lot, but if you want something different, you need to do something different. When you look around our world, you see the depravity that's out there. People into drugs and, uh, sex and, and um, this anger, the way that they treat each other, you name it. Like just there's so much ugliness that's out there. If you want something different than what you're seeing, you have to do something different. If you don't want your lives looking like the rest of the world, live differently with discipline. And so when we see these early believers walk out their front door, so to speak, they saw what they wanted most, which was to live a life that looked different from the culture, the corrupt generation around them that Peter was warning them about. And when we come, it's it's immediately after that that we come to the Fellowship of Believer passage, right after Peter's warnings, and we see the path and what they want most being laid out in front of them. They were devoted to the apostles' teachings, the fellowship in the community that was around them, the sharing of meals and prayer. They were generous with each other and caring and and helping each other. They continued to meet every day and went to the temple together. They were creating new neural pathways so that when they returned to their hometowns and faced persecution they would just know, this is what I do. This is what I do. I don't take this path that looks like the rest of the world. I, I take it this way. With purpose in every step. They would choose what they want most over what they want now. And this is not something they did on their own. And this is not something that we can do on our own. They had something that we also have the opportunity to have, and that is the help of the Holy Spirit. We need God. If you remember in Paul's conclusion, when we read in the beginning, Romans 7, I'll read it again. It says, I don't really understand myself, for I want to do what is right, but I don't do it. Instead, I do what I hate. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. Oh, what a miserable person I am. Who will free me from this life that is dominated by sin and death? Thank God the answer is in Jesus Christ, our Lord. Christ in us is stronger than any wrong desire in us. We need him every day and every minute of every day so that when we step out our front door, that we can, with purpose in every step, choose what we want most over what we want now. That is discipline. And I pray and I hope that all of us can be motivated to refocus or maybe focus for the first time on what we want most in our lives and begin doing the work to create new pathways in our mind to get us there. Instead of choosing what we want now, the easier route, again, ask yourself these two questions. What do you want most? And what do you need to choose now to achieve what you want most? And like I said before, if we apply these principles and disciplines that the early believers lived out in the fellowship of believers i promise you will change the trajectory of your life will you pray with me god we recognize that we can't do this without you lord discipline is a hard thing but god we recognize with you we can do all things And that with you in us, God, that you are stronger than any wrong desire in us. So, God, I pray that tonight you would awaken our hearts and our minds, that you would reveal to us so clearly what it is that we want most. And give us the courage, Lord, when we step out that front door, to take with purpose in every step the path that we need to take, God, to get us there. I pray for healing tonight. For those of us, God, that have trampled down the middle of the yard one too many times and it feels as though we don't even have a choice. It just feels like we're just going because that's our default. God, I pray in the powerful name of Jesus Christ that you would break that bondage. That you would free us from that path. And God, that you would give us the courage and the strength to get help in the areas that we need help. To seek you, Lord, and to, to begin start creating new pathways in our mind, God, that lead us to what we want most. God, I believe that you can do that in each of our lives tonight. And I pray that over each person here, God, that we would be disciplined, much like we see in this fellowship of believers, Lord. That we'd be devoted to your scriptures, we'd be devoted to to sharing meals with each other, that we'd be devoted to generosity and prayer and caring for each other, Lord. We love you, Jesus, and we thank you for what you're going to do. It's in your precious name we pray, amen. Thank you for being a part of our community opening the word today. We here at Unite challenge you to grow in your relationship with God, to grow in your relationship with others, and to go out and live a Christ-centered life. To learn more about Unite, follow our social media pages or go to our website at mpcc.org slash Unite. God bless.